0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gorgeous Strength Podcast. My name is Kayleen. And my name is Heidi. And I am excited. I, I feel like I always say I'm excited for today's episode. We're always so excited. I think it's because this podcast is like, this is fun for me. And work is fun for me too. Like I love doing hair and I love everything else I have my hands in, but this is my little passion project. It's like my little baby. Ooh, I love it. Just want to squeeze it. Just- I'm going to squeeze your Don't squeeze my cheeks. <laughs> I'm not a little baby. Okay. So I have a fun fact for today. Um, for those of you that follow the gorgeous strength page right now, you might know, you might have seen from some of our most recent posts that I used to do bikini competitions.
1: I love reminiscing these photos.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So uh, we'll, we'll go into the topic here in a minute, but so going back to the first time I competed, um, I did not grow up healthy and active. And I think I've said that before on this podcast. Um, I worked at a desk job and I was starting to put on a little bit more weight than I already had on. So there's a difference between like, Say, I'm just gonna throw out a number. This is not what I weigh, and we'll go into this in just a second. But there's a difference between a hundred and forty pound woman who works out versus a hundred and forty pound woman who doesn't work out. So like a fat skinny, a skinny fat, skinny or just fat. like just a soft. Like if you don't work out, you're just soft. <laughs> I'm soft. And that's what I was. And but like I had never worked out before, never. And I never ate healthy. My, my parents weren't educated on this at all. And I never was surrounded by people that were. And I had a gym membership at the YMCA. But I basically just paid their electric bill.
1: Did you do any sports in high school?
0: Uh, well, I played soccer like before high school. Okay. And then, no, I didn't no. do any in high school because I played basketball in middle school, C-team, and dropped out. I quit.
1: Oh, you were that good. <laughs> I <was> that
0: good. <laughs> so anyway, like um, on my fitness journey, I – well, I was working my desk job, and I just started getting like really fatigued. And my clothes didn't fit, and I just – I didn't know any other way of being. I didn't know that I could feel better. I just knew I didn't want to feel like that. So I found Oxygen Magazine and Bodybuilding.com, and these girls were – like they looked phenomenal and I thought I could just look like them overnight body goals, body yeah. goals. I was like, Oh, they probably go to the gym a little bit, whatever. once no. or twice a week. Now that I know what I know, <laughs> I know that they had been like in fitness for a long time, but I signed up immediately for a bikini competition because I knew that would push me to lose weight. And so the point of the story is when I signed up for it, my mom almost disowned me like really she, yeah when i signed up for it i looked at bikini competitions as an art because i still see it as an art like i don't see it sexual at all yeah. yes you are wearing next to nothing nothing but i don't see it sexual i see it as like wow you've put a lot of work into that physique and not many people can look like that and that's all i wanted she just didn't understand it so She almost didn't come to my first show and, like, was so mad at me. And this was something that I really wanted. Oh. uh, Now she sees it different. Now she sees it different?
1: Yeah. Well, just side note, I did cross country in high school. Don't know why. I mean, I enjoyed it, but... I also grew up in a family where my parents didn't do sports. We didn't really work out. It was just kind of like it was not something we did. And then I got into like from playing soccer also got into track and cross country and inspired my mom to start running. And she's actually done a half marathon and I have
0: not. Holy cow. Like I have no desire to run over 5K.
1: Oh no. I mean, I did the 13 miles when I was like a freshman in high school and that was just like a long run day. Yeah. So I've done it. Just Just, a long run. Just (laughs) a long run. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot out of you, but I inspired her to, I mean, I wasn't wearing anybody clothes, but
0: nice job. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So (laughs) today we're going to be answering, uh, a listeners question from Instagram and Heidi I'm gonna let you ask it
1: okay this question comes from Ann Arthurs um, and the question is how you get through the mental game game of trying to eat more so let me repeat that how'd you get through the mental game of trying to eat more that's what I'm struggling with right now like how do you accept the weight gain and not feel guilt after eating more
0: okay I love this question and this actually comes from a post that i posted a few days ago on instagram it was my transformation of me around competition time at 105 pounds and me now at 130 pounds and my caption says the scale does not define you It is a measure that can be used as feedback. That's all I used to step, step on the scale daily and I let it dictate my day. If the number went down, I was happy. If it went up, I would torture myself. You guys, when I say torture myself, I mentally, I hated myself that entire day. And you have to think like I woke up in the morning and that was the first thing I did. I went to the bathroom and then I weighed myself. And so if that number went up, my day was ruined literally ruined. Um, so then I go on to say at five foot six, 105 pounds is way too thin, but I did not see that at the time. So I'm going to side note again, when (laughs) I would look in the mirror, I wanted to lose more weight. It was a total body disorder that I had. And I didn't even realize it at the time. Like I thought everything that I was doing was healthy. I was eating all these healthy foods, eating my macronutrient, protein, fat, and carbs, eating five meals a day, working out like that was supposed to be healthy. No, no. Um, then I go on to say the difference between these two photos is the left. I was hungry all the time. My life revolved around my workouts and food, and I hardly had fun because I was too rigid and way too freaking exhausted. Um, the photo on the left, I feel free. I have no restrictions and I can fully enjoy my time with my family, friends without feeling tied down to a diet or a time schedule. So to answer her question of how did I get through the mental game of trying to eat more? I <laughs> that's kind of easy because at the time after I had gone a few years of competing Um, and I also owned my gym at that time and I was working like extremely long days, 10 plus hour days, at least six days a week. I was just hungry. And so it was really easy to eat more food because I was just so hungry. Like I could eat everything in sight and I almost had, I almost felt like I, had a demon in me for a while because when I did start to become more free with food, I, okay. With one of my competitions, one of my coaches had me do these refeed meals and he wanted me to eat pop tarts. I had never eaten <laughs> pop tarts before in my life. Okay. And and this is going to sound so crazy, but that helped me fill out a little bit while I was on my diet. But afterwards, when you're no longer competing for the stage day, these cravings were so strong. I am so embarrassed to say this, but I would drive to Walmart and get a box of Pop-Tarts and have full intent to just eat one package. And I would sit in the Walmart parking lot and eat the entire package. Just inhale them? Yes, inhale them. And I would feel so nauseous afterwards. Oh, yeah. And this was like in between my breaks of training my morning clients and then having to go back for my evening clients oh god so for me competing for so long back to back and also competing that was so long ago the dieting form now is a lot different but it caused me to have major eating disorder Um, so eating more food was not hard because i was so hungry but where the mental game came in is after I would eat, it was like a binge eat almost mm-hmm. all the time that I felt, one, I felt terrible from eating too much. But then two, mentally, I would beat myself up for eating too much. And then I would try and like go and do more cardio the next day or under eat the rest of the day. Um, thank goodness I never like threw up. But Ugh, that would be the worst. Yeah. I couldn't do that. No, I couldn't either. Um, So I guess my... My advice to somebody who is going from either a very active background and now they're a little bit less active or maybe they're trying to just add more uh, calories to their daily intake whether they were competing or not is to track. Tracking is key and for me sometimes tracking feels like a second job or I just don't want to do it but if you're not tracking what you're eating you don't know where you're going. So if I could go back and do it all over again, say I compete again someday, if after or if I compete after the show, I will know exactly what my caloric intake is every single day, what my macronutrient breakdown is, and I would slowly increase that over time instead of trying to stay at that caloric intake because I wanted to stay that same weight. Like it messes with your mind when you get that that lean
1: it becomes almost an addiction.
0: It is. And, but what people need to realize is that's not healthy. That's not sustainable. And I can talk about that just here in just a minute because it really took a toll on my health. Um, but slowly adding in a hundred to 150 calories in a good macronutrient breakdown every single week will allow you to gain back weight at a slow pace. But it's kind of like You know, when you age, you don't see over the course of 10 years how much you've aged because you look at yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then one day you wake up and you're like, holy, where did all these wrinkles come from? (laughs) Same thing is if you slowly add calories, you're slowly adding on weight and you don't have a quick 10-pound weight gain. 10 pounds can happen over the course of six months, and that's not as defeating. So in my photo, it's a 25-pound weight gain. And That's happened over the course of a couple of years because I kept fighting that weight gain
1: Yeah, I mean when I first met you you were probably what a
0: pounds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah um, Well, I've got before you jump back into it. I've got a friend who um, and I think a lot of people can relate to this and um, She also gets up first thing in the morning and the first thing she does is weigh herself. And I lived with her briefly and I eventually had to tell her, you've got to put the scale away that ran her day. And it became like, she would be weighing herself first thing in the morning, middle of the day before bed. And there's a fluctuation of a couple of pounds because water weight or just what you've ate hasn't fully digested yet. And it, it was running her life and it was exhausting being the friend in that situation because that's all she was focused on. Yeah. And if she ate something that she felt wasn't good for her, it automatically in her mind was going to be reflected on that scale.
0: Yeah. And it's sad when you live your life around that. So the second part of this says, um, that's what I'm struggling with right now. Like how did you accept the weight gain and not feel guilty after eating anymore? So for me, unfortunately, um, the acceptance of the weight gain came from my health. And I had lost my cycle for a total of six years. But at first, as a woman, like that's really nice because I didn't go through the mood swings. I didn't go through the cramps, like, I didn't have to deal with it, and, and I wasn't thinking, like, I wasn't married at the time. I didn't think I would have children, so I was like, why Why do I need it? Uh, it was just very convenient, but then when I went to my doctor, she just kept educating me, like, Kayleen, this is not healthy. It's going to affect your bone density. It could cause cancer. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't listening to her. Um, She was just a little bit overweight, so I was very hesitant. I was like, why take advice from you? I'm fit, you know?
1: I look good. I look good,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um, But then it was also, so it wasn't just my cycle, but when it's messing with your hormones, it messes with your mood. And I had literally no energy whatsoever. I had just enough energy to get through my day and I was living on energy drinks. I was addicted to energy (laughs) drinks. And so I started doing research on holistic health at that time. And I knew how bad energy drinks were for me, but that was what was getting me through the day. And even if you are over consuming coffee, like that's not good. And so my adrenals were starting to burn out. I was like extremely high energy and then extremely low. And And you know me, like, at 3 o'clock, I'm exhausted now. So it's still affecting me, like, years later. But what helped me embrace the weight gain was my overall long-term health. And had I not been open to listening to my doctor, had I not done the research about holistic health, nutrition, um, what a woman's function hormonally should be like – I probably would still be fighting that weight gain and I would still be around 110 pounds and I wouldn't be able to go out to eat with my friends or my husband. I wouldn't enjoy alcohol. I'd be taking my food with me everywhere and I just got so sick of the restricted life. Yeah.
1: And I had a friend who um, got into body competitions and this was when I lived in Kansas city and she would bring her protein shakes with her Mm -hmm. to go like we'd go out to eat. We'd make plans to go out to eat and she would sit there and drink her shake as I have my huge plate of food and she's drinking her shake as I'm eating my chips and salsa and queso and my enchiladas and all of it. And it, it made me feel bad as a friend. And like, I feel bad eating in front of you when you can't enjoy this food.
0: And I think, so there's a time and a place, do that absolutely if somebody is training for some sort of athletic competition or a bikini competition or whatever um there's a time like say i did it now i would say to you hey heidi and i would have to tell my husband and my family you guys i'm training for another bikini competition and i'm taking the next 16 weeks And this is what you can expect from me. So I'll still go to events with you, but I'm going to be bringing my own food or I'm not going to be eating. Or maybe I learn you can eat out and order it in a way that still fits within your macros. But you just have to educate yourself on, you know, what restaurants cook with and how to ask for your meals to be prepared. Um, But you have to know that that's just for a moment. And that's not... A lifetime. So if you are training for something, make sure you communicate that with everybody around you. So then if you do go to a Mexican restaurant and Heidi's (laughs) having enchiladas, she doesn't feel so bad because she knows that this is just you training for something for 16 weeks or a period of time. And that after that, you're going to be able to go to dinner with them. And maybe you don't have all the food that she has. Like I never eat what Heidi eats. We totally different,
1: totally different,
0: but I'm still enjoying a meal out with you.
1: Absolutely. And
0: not, you're not making me feel bad because I have to bring my own food and we can't just eat at home. And I'm not making you feel bad because I'm bringing my food or just sipping on my protein shake.
1: Thank you for not just sipping on your protein shake. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's a question for you. Um, How do you hold on, let me get it all into a question. Um, so when you eat healthy, and you're counting your macros, is there some mindset behind that? Because I know my thoughts with how I eat as opposed to how you eat, but I like to hear yours first.
0: Oh, I think this is a trick question. It's not. Um. Well, like for me, I, since I used to do nutrition coaching for so many years, I can basically eyeball food and I know how much protein, fat and carb is in anything. And so I, I count my macros in my head and it's, and I'm my undergraduate is math. So like numbers are my thing. I see the world in numbers. So it's hard for me to not go out to dinner, even if I'm not trying to count macros that day and look at my plate and see it as approximately this much protein, this much fat, this much carbs. Okay. So but when you're getting into it, it's a mindset shift. Absolutely. Like when I was getting into it, meal prepping was a full-time job for me.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: It took me <laughs> it took me so much time and the recipes that I would start to create, especially when my calories got pretty low, my my carbs and fats were low. I made the craziest concoctions that now if I ate them, I would think it was so gross. But at the time I was just desperate for food. Yeah. And it tasted so good. Like <laughs> I remember I would make egg whites and put a little bit of this banana protein powder in it and then this Walden Farms zero calorie syrup on it. So I know <laughs> I about ready already throw up over here. That's not a pancake. <laughs> for real. That's what I would make. And I would have that every night before dinner or after dinner before bed, uh, because I needed something sweet. And that's still how I am. I always need something sweet before bed. And that just did the trick for me. And it was a majority protein, like two grams of carbs and next to no fat because it was egg whites and protein powder. And now if I ate it, ugh, (laughs) no,
1: don't invite me over for those. I, I don't want to share that meal with you.
0: So, what's your mindset around food? Um,
1: my mindset is so I don't work out as consistently as Miss Kayleen over here. And um,
0: how consistent do you work
1: out? Um, Just be consistently, honest. never. Yeah. Okay. Never. <laughs> um, the Grand Canyon, me hiking that, I talked about that last podcast. Um, that was my workout for the year, if not the next five years.
0: I mean, that was a pretty good one, but
1: it was, but, um, so when it comes to food, you always are like, I don't know how you stay so thin because you eat so damn much and I go through fast food lines. I will eat and I am a foodie. My mentality, if I feel good eating and not necessarily just the comfort food eating, but if it makes my body feel good, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a calorie counter. I don't do numbers and I don't really watch what I eat. If we go out for food with friends or food and drinks, I don't, I'm going to eat something good that brings joy to me because I love food that much and I love trying new things. Um, So in my mindset, whatever makes me feel good has to be healthy for me.
0: Okay, but I'm going to challenge you on that. And I <laughs> I love that. I think I agree that's how I eat now, but I eat I don't I don't know, pizza and pasta like that stuff weighs me down. Fast mm-hmm. food weighs me down. Plus, I've done so much research on processed food that well, yeah. Like, I can't tell you when the last time I went through a drive-thru is. I think my car will combust if I drive through a drive-thru. You've told us that since the beginning. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I just know even if a McDonald's hamburger and fries would taste good, I cannot put that in my body.
1: I can't. Absolutely. And there are times where it does sound good, so I'll go get it. But I do regret the fast food choices. Aside yeah. from, like, Chipotle.
0: I just feel if I eat – if I were to eat that stuff, which probably won't happen unless I'm desperate, <laughs> it it feels Never. like it should have a toxic symbol on it. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. But okay, so what I was going to challenge you with is I I know that you eat what you want to eat, mm-hmm. but you're not fat and you're not overweight by doing that because you also implement fasting. And yes. I don't think that you intentionally do it. No. You just are not a breakfast eater. However, if you were a breakfast eater, because <laughs> breakfast, would be off. yeah, especially for what you like, you'd be mm-hmm. eating cinnamon rolls, and that's mm-hmm. an extra six to 900 calories. Pancakes. That's when the weight would start packing on for you.
1: All those carbs. We should not go to Homegrown and order the Pop-Tarts and the, the avocado, avocado, toast. avocado toast, and <sighs> then a side of pancakes and the cinnamon bread. No. Yeah.
0: So... I guess the, the point or my advice to somebody who has been where I've been, like you've gotten your body to a really fit state, um, or maybe competitive fit state, like you're so lean, but you know, for your health, you need to gain weight. If you, if you're healthy, skinny, don't gain weight, you know, don't do it. Um, but if you know, for your health, you need to gain weight, for me it was a mindset shift of I care more about my health long term mm-hmm. than the way I look here and now because at what was I 20 late 20s I'm not going that's not feasible to look like that forever. You know no. my body is going to change and I'm not going to stay late 20s forever. So I would rather be healthy long term than look a certain way for as long as I can and it affect my my body in so many other ways. So would you say that you're more comfortable in your body now? Yeah. Do you
1: feel like Okay, so I feel like as long as your clothes fit well. Yep. So if you do gain weight um and those those jeans are fitting a little too tight and giving you that muffin top, go up in jean sizes. No, 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 I don't say that in a way like don't just go eat everything when you go out to eat, but wear clothes that fit you well, eat foods that treat you well, and that make you feel well. And I mean, you can chime in on that. But I think when you feel good on the inside, you're gonna it's gonna reflect out outward.
0: My advice is not to go up in jean sizes unless (laughs) you are an unhealthy skinny. Yes. Because if you go up in jean sizes, so say you're wearing a 27 and you go up to a 29 then at some point those aren't going to fit, and then you're going to go up to a 31. Well, we
1: don't encourage the constant, but like, I just had
0: to clarify your statement. Yes,
1: so like if you're 105 pounds now, and you know that you need to gain 10 pounds to be healthy, your jeans probably won't fit. That's not an invitation to go eat 50 cakes in the next month.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that is a good point though. So this is going to be the last thing that I say for this episode is I will tell you when I was going through my transformation and slowly gaining weight, I started off, I was wearing a size 25 and you guys, I have hips. Like that's how my body is built. So a 25, I, I was so small. That's so small. What for, size is that even a zero, a, a zero? and Ugh. my body is not built to be that small unless I'm forcing it to be. And I was forcing it to be. So, you know, if you know you're going on this journey from gaining, you know, five, 10, however many pounds you need to gain, I would really suggest not buying a whole new wardrobe until you get to your set point where your body likes to be. And mine has finally, you know, set at this weight and I don't really fluctuate much from here unless like Mm -hmm. I'm on my cycle or, birthday or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) when there's cake, but what I did is I, I just wore like workout leggings or nice leggings with an oversized top Mm -hmm. as I was making that transition because otherwise you're investing a lot of money into Mm -hmm. new clothes over and over again. So, um, just, just, see what your priority is and where your focus is. And for me, it had to be a mindset shift in my health is my priority Mm -hmm. and my health is my focus. And in order to regain my health and not make my myself go further down the rabbit hole, which could have been really bad, I needed to gain that weight. And once I shift my mind, um, it was a struggle, you know, like some days I woke up and I was like, God, I don't like this. I feel really fat. My, the distribution of my weight was different. But as soon as I said, like, this is healthy for you. One day I woke up and now, you know, I believe it. Are you happy now? Yeah. Happier than when you were 105, 110 pounds. Yes. Because I did a a solo episode about how weight loss did not make me happy because it's all what's in your mind, Mm -hmm. but I'm happier now because I have energy to get through the day. Mm -hmm. Now, some days I'm just exhausted, but I get to go to dinner with my friends and my family. And while maybe I'm not eating like the highest calorie thing on the menu, I'm there participating. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I have to to be restrictive or bring my own food. I just, I don't have to go to the gym for so many hours or like do this big, long workout. I go because I want to go. I go because I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. not because I have to go. And so the stressors on my body are so much less now that I can enjoy everything and not feel the pressure.
1: And stress just adds cortisol to your body, correct?
0: Oh, yeah. It increases
1: your cortisol, which increases your weight. It can,
0: yeah, it can. Um, like back then when I was 105 pounds, I wasn't sleeping good because Ugh. your my hormones were just off. Yeah. And for women, as we age, your hormones already shift. Mm -hmm. It's just so important to take care of them while you're young so that you can be vibrant when you're older and not have to be on all these. Like I was working with doctors before I found my holistic doctor who wanted to put me on antidepressants, wanted to put me on birth control pill, not because I was not trying to get pregnant, but doing things to get pregnant, but because they thought it would regulate my hormones. And I just, I kept resisting. I finally tried the antidepressants once and it just made me feel worse, but I was desperate at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found my holistic doctor and, you know, she talked me through. Okay. So once I went to my holistic doctor and, you know, she really educated me on how the body works, I was able to shift my mind. And that's what, allowed me to be comfortable with the weight gain even when it was uncomfortable because there are times when it's uncomfortable and you just have to go back to your reason why, mm-hmm. your why. You want to be healthy. Yeah. You want to live a long life. Yeah. So, you guys, thank you so much for the question. Thanks thanks for tuning in. Um, if this episode helped you or you know of a friend that this could help, please just share it with them or take a screenshot and tag us on social media. Uh, We would also love it if you would go and leave us a review, and we'll see you guys next time. We'll see you later. Bye, guys.